0: Now, onto the show. Today, we are joined by Hannah and Jonas, two ecologists who created the Biking for Biodiversity project. They began their journey in April of 2022 in Germany with the aim to learn about local initiatives that focus on nature protection. Thank you both for making the time to speak with me today.
1: Thank you very much for having us on the podcast. It's very exciting to talk to you.
0: So you started your journey in April of 2022. Are you still on the same journey?
2: Yes, we are. We are still on the same journey. We made it uh, to India so far. So over almost 13,000 kilometers away. And this over a year. Yeah.
0: Wow. Amazing. and your aim to focus on, you know, local initiatives, which I'm assuming are organizations, companies, anything that is focusing on um, nature protection and conservation. Has that been successful in the year so far?
1: It actually has been much more successful than we hoped it would be. So we started this journey with an idea, but not so much preparation. Um, We have worked in the nature conservation sector, in Europe before, so we had some connections there. But after that, it was pretty much just a blind uh, dive into the sea. And we didn't know what's going to come out of it. But there has been so many people that have welcomed us, that have showed us amazing things, the amazing work they do. Um, So it's been super successful.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And what what is your plans to do with... Like, what are you going to do with all of this information that you're gathering? I mean, I know that if if the aim is successful, that means you've got a ton of data, you know, probably qualitative, quantitative. And then what? What are you going to do with yeah. all this information?
2: Yeah. As as Jonah said, basically, we as ecologists, we just had this idea uh, that we, we want to see the world on bicycle. So to because we love cycling, we love the outdoors um, and and to connect our two passions, nature protection and being in the outdoors, outdoor sports. But we didn't really have a vision of what we will, what we will do afterwards. And and so many people asked us in the beginning, okay, what will be the outcome? What will be the thing you produce? Because I think our brains in this, I don't know, capitalist society are wired Mm -hmm. to think that way. Um, Mm -hmm. so we didn't really know what to answer to that question. Um. We know that like on our journey, basically, we are writing articles. So we are meeting conservationists. We created a website, which is called BikingForBiodiversity.org. And there we are writing uh, these are kind of articles sharing um, local conservation stories. Um, for example, snow leopard conservation in the Pakistani Himalayas recently, or how crocodiles and humans coexist in a state in, in India, These kind of stories uh, that we base on meeting with local people. So this is what is already coming out of our journey. And of course, as one could imagine, thousands and tens of thousands of photo and video material that we are just collecting. And we have some ideas of maybe a book, maybe a documentary. These kind of things are floating around that... So far, we are just focusing on being on the road and uh, experiencing and sharing as much as possible.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. And you're right. We do often focus on the outcome, but the outcome is just actually the journey, (laughs) the experience itself. And I love that. I love that so much. And I, I can only imagine after a year, the information that you've been able to produce and I, I'm going to check it out and we will make sure to put the link to bikingforbiodiversity.org in the show notes, but people can check it out as well. I think that that alone, the fact that you're starting to share or if you've been sharing articles along the way, that is that is super powerful.
1: Yeah. When we started the journey, the, the beginning of the idea was that we want to go out and to, um, experience something, see the world. But then we also thought but we also want this to have an impact we want to make a change with it you know so we thought if we go visit these these people and hear all these amazing stories and learn a lot from them then we should share that as well so that's why we decided to start the blog to become active on social media so that people can see what kind of amazing work people are doing out there and that nature conservation can really for local in like on a on a small scale can really have a big impact for people Um, And that it's not always just about sacrificing and things like that, and that it's not only the global leaders that have to do something, but that they can have a real impact in the community.
0: Which you're doing because what what I can see that's taking place along your journey is something that could be implementable where I live or where someone else lives. Like it's like the, the the cross sharing of information is really a true collaboration because otherwise a lot of people won't know, you know. A lot of people don't know necessarily what's going on, especially at the ground level, because we can see the high level global corporate work that's being done, but not always at the ground level. So that's, that's a really brilliant thing that you're doing along the way.
2: Yeah, totally. As you said, that there are these big corporations who are often doing great work, and they are often uh, helping local communities, but mostly still we are meeting with people and organizations who don't really have a voice or don't really have a chance to connect with like-minded organizations in, in another country, for example and they mm-hmm. they are really lacking the possibility to to yeah exchange knowledge and these kind of things, so we try to share their kind of stories and try to show how you know different countries they have a different ways of um of approaching nature protection, but there are still as you said as well, there are so many similarities that we can learn from each other uh and and we should because um because there is already a lot of awareness about that we are in a climate crisis, right? But there is not so much talk about biodiversity crisis, and it is actually happening. And I think as cyclists who are choosing to travel uh, by bicycle, we are seeing these changes even without having to study, having to have studied it in university. We see, we see, and experience the the heat, the drought, the I don't know, the conditions of of how difficult it is to sometimes in urban areas to to cross because there is really just so much human encroachment and many other things that we do experience and people do experience if they go outside. It's just that many people tend to just live in their concrete bubbles and they don't really want to connect with nature anymore.
0: Yeah, very true. I was going to ask you for some examples, but you've just given some very good examples. Um, so, Let me go back just a step here. So you started in Germany. Is that where you're from?
1: So I'm from Germany, from Frankfurt, and Hannah is from Slovakia. Uh, We actually met in Austria when we both worked for a small NGO. And then we started from Germany because we quit our jobs in Austria. Uh, We quit our flat there as well. So we had to bring our stuff somewhere, had to store it somewhere. And then it was the easiest to bring it to my parents' plates and start the journey from
0: there. Ah, I understand. And so when did you, did you quit your jobs just prior to starting this journey?
2: Yeah, we stretched it out until then. Um, it was kind of like we had still tasks to do. So basically we quit at the end of March and then started this journey at the end of April. So it was like a chaotic month of moving <laughs> out leaving a, a city a country putting all our stuff into boxes and then you know saying goodbye to family getting all the last kind of gear that we still wanted to um and then just setting off and yeah we haven't stopped since and we don't people ask us like when 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 will you return home and the thing is for us we don't even have like a permanent home to return to <laughs> So, yeah. so it's just, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. It has been. It was a, a big decision at that time, and um, yeah, we are still enjoying it.
0: <laughs> so you never, you didn't start out with an end destination in mind or a time limit in mind. Is that correct?
1: Well, we kind of did. We just to also to give ourselves some kind of reference. We said, okay, we want to go on to Singapore basically saying we want to go towards Southeast Asia as far as we can go. And then Singapore is just, from there it's only ocean. And we thought maybe one and a half years is realistic. Um, Now we are approaching the one and a half years and we're still not so close to Singapore. (laughs) So, and then throughout the journey, so many times we thought, oh, this is like, we could spend three months just in one small country or... We could Mm. continue until Australia or like constantly we're changing plans. We're changing how long we plan to stay in one country. So it is open-ended, you know, there's ideas where it could go, but in the end we will see where it takes us
0: hmm. Yeah, I understand. We hear a lot of that on this podcast and in warm showers of ideas that change once you get to new places, because, you know, it's a new experience and you don't know what you're going to feel until you feel it. So you're never sure exactly where it's going to take you.
2: Totally. And just the, the situation that we are in now is a great example of that because we are um, just the monsoon is just about to arrive to Mumbai, where we are currently located. Uh, it's already arrived to Kerala, the stu- uh, or Karnataka, Kerala, Kerala, the southern tip of, of India. Um, and basically it's already delayed. So it should have been here two weeks ago. It's extreme drought. We have been, I think in the last days, we have cycled in 45 degrees Celsius, really, really hot mm. uh, and dry uh, conditions. And everything, humans and nature, Everything is craving water now. But of course, the start of the monsoon is really heavy rain and thunderstorms. So we don't know what's going to be like. We never cycled the monsoon. I never experienced the monsoon. We have absolutely no idea. So we have to keep maximum flexibility <laughs>
0: and just go with the flow. Yeah, maximum flexibility. I like that. I think that's a great model for a lot of cyclists. <laughs> maximum flexibility. So you're currently in Mumbai.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Where do you have planned to, um, other than you know being flexible? But is there what direction are you going next?
1: Yeah, in India is really I think the hardest so far to decide where we want to go and what we have to skip because India is such a big and super diverse country. And, uh, you know, we, with every person we meet, they tell us, Oh, you have to go to this place or you have to go to this place. Um, so at the moment, the idea is to follow the coast to Mumbai, uh, to Goa from Mumbai and then cro- and like skip the central part of India simply because it's like two or 3000 kilometers to get towards Bangladesh, where we eventually want to go. And it would take us another few months to get there. And, uh, even though it's an open-ended journey, we have to make some progress.
2: <laughs> yeah, but we have been crisscrossing crossing uh, here in South India. We already cycled to Nepal and cycled in, inside Nepal and did some trekking and then came all the way back and went into Pakistan because we were extremely curious about the country. Uh, saw as much as possible in Pakistan in six weeks and then came back to India for the yeah, third time we crossed into India. And now we are just moving south and, uh, yeah, gathering experiences and meeting people.
0: (laughs) Today's episode is brought to you by BikeFlights.com, the leading bicycle shipping service and bike box supplier for cyclists. You'll enjoy low costs, excellent service and on-time delivery with every shipment. And you get preferred handling for your high-value bikes, wheels and gear. As a brand built around a love for the outdoors, they are committed to reducing environmental impact and every bike flights shipment is carbon neutral. Join the nearly 1 million cyclists who have used bike flights to ship their bikes, wheels and gear with confidence since 2009 and see how easy it is to book, manage and track all of your shipments. Visit bikeflights.com forward slash warm showers today for more information and to book your shipment. Now back to the show. So how do you decide? How do you decide? So is it, is it primarily terrain? You know, what the timing is like, the climate, the people? Like, how do you make decisions?
1: I mean, in the beginning, the idea was basically to cycle in a more or less straight line um, from Germany to Singapore. And that somewhat worked in Europe. So we cycled from Germany towards the Black Sea, then through Turkey, we dip down to the south in Turkey and back up to visit Georgia and Armenia. Um but then unfortunately we were not able to go to Iran. It was soon after the protest broke out when we had to make that decision. Mm-hmm. And since we want to talk to nature conservationists and we are online openly talking about issues, it would have been especially problematic for us to go there. So with a heavy heart, we decided to fly to Delhi. And then from there, it got pretty crazy because we wanted to see Nepal. We wanted to go back to Pakistan. So now we're going kind of a loop in India. And we always like have an idea where to go, but then like life just gets in the way. And people say, uh-huh. you have to go there. They have to go there. Somebody invites us, you know, like often people hear about our journey about what we do. And they just message us and say, yeah, you should come visit my hometown. You should, I want to tell you about my work. I want to show you my work, what we do here. And then we try to incorporate that on our route. And it's really, it's one of the hardest tasks to choose. Like here in India, mm-hmm. we would have loved to go to the very North. So the, uh, high Himalayas, we would love to go to the Southern tip because it's again, completely different biodiversity. Yeah, <laughs> it's a long mm-hmm. process of just, just figuring it out.
0: And do you ever do you ever disagree on where you want to go between the two of you? Like, how does, how does that work?
2: I don't think we disagree on major things. On, on locations, not really. Uh, we, we have spent the last 13 months all together, like 24-7, basically. I think there has been maybe two days that we spent apart from each other. And so our brains and thinking are quite wired, <laughs> uh, intertwined. Uh-huh. But but we do disagree on smaller things, and we do have different, um, like our comfort zones don't completely align. Uh, so definitely, in in smaller things, we do have to micromanage so that both of us kind of feel still comfortable and has their own uh, time to do the things that they love to do and have you know, are, are able to relax as well. So in that kind of way, yes. Yes. And sometimes, yeah, sometimes, especially in South Asia, it has been incredible to experience the hospitality of people, really so outstanding. For us, this is definitely something that in Europe we have never experienced in this this way. But of course, it also becomes overwhelming as a traveler. It becomes really overwhelming to to encounter and to be the receiver of this kind of so much kindness um and then also to be constantly trying to reciprocate it because of course you want to be thankful so you want to constantly be present and be you know uh talking and communicating and being interested in their story and this kind of can be uh over a certain yeah course of time it can be a bit tiring so i think we have like different thresholds in that way who need some, you know, social, um, I don't know, time off and who can still kind of manage these situations.
0: I like it. I like it that you would tag team that because it is it is true, especially with Warm Showers hosts. They want to get to know you. They want to mm-hmm. talk like they want to spend time with you. And if you've been on a stretch of tour that you're tired it, it can be difficult to determine, like, where where can I go, like, lock myself in my room and just sleep and have a shower and <laughs> just be super grateful from my heart, not from my voice? How can my, my heart be grateful enough and my voice get a rest? I, I totally understand that. And we do actually hear that a lot from, um, from cyclists, that, you know, that balance of... Um, having the solitude together versus, you know, being outgoing and social with those that you are super grateful for. It's definitely a balance. And I like that you two are like tag teaming that approach.
2: Yeah. But I think warm Shares is specifically nice for that in our experience because it really bike bikers host bikers, right? So they know what it's like to travel like this. They know so many times we arrived to a place and they were like, okay, here's the Wi-Fi. Do you need to wash your clothes? Do you have to, do you need to take a shower? just relax. And I don't know, here's a cold Mm -hmm. drink. And just to be able to, you know, feel that they understand you because they know what it's like to travel like this, to be on the road is really just such a relief because you arrive to somebody like a complete stranger's home. And then they just exactly are able to read your mind in a single (laughs) moment. That's great.
0: (laughs) Yeah. They know your needs. Totally. Um. So what would you want listeners to know about embarking on a trip like this that is pretty all-encompassing, like taking the direction of your passion, your career, and, and combining it with cycling? What would you like listeners to know if they have a deep passion too, which might be different than yours, but if they have a deep passion too, like, what would you like them to know about getting started on, on something so adventurous and also educational?
1: Well, first thing is don't be afraid. There's no need to. Like, so many people have asked us, Are you not scared? Um, Mostly they ask us, Are you not scared of wildlife? And that we can say is not an issue at all. Uh, As wildlife biologists, we can say that attack, like wildlife attacks are super rare, Um, that it's basically not a problem at all, that you have camped in all kinds of places in the in remote places, everywhere, and places with a lot of wildlife, nothing ever happened. And also, the people are super kind. Like, we have met thousands of people on this journey, and the vast majority of them have been so kind to us. And then, also, that you don't have to start that big you know, you don't have to quit your jobs and go on a one and a half year journey around half of the world. But if you want to get into cycling or if you want to experience nature, you can just start in front of your doorstep. You can just go for a day Mm -hmm. ride and you can go for a two-day ride and just work it up, you know. You can go just to a little forest near you or to the nearest national park, uh, go there for an overnight trip and just, you know, get get familiar with it, get comfortable with it and then if you want, it can become something like what we do.
2: Yeah, Yeah, and I think also another point is to just, Uh, don't be afraid of the unknown or get like it's a great training to get comfortable with the unknown because things will never work out the way you planned (laughs) in such a journey but also in life you know so it's a good lesson for many other parts of your life things will never work out the way you planned and you have to be flexible you have to be adaptive and uh, in this kind of journey just teaches you to to enjoy this kind of unknown situations that many great parts of this adventure many big stories to tell um actually starts from a place where you i don't know where things just went wrong
0: <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah true and i want to say thank you for the efforts you're doing on nature nature conservation and really working in this area because it's near and dear to my heart and to a lot of our listeners' hearts in this community. So the work you're doing and what you're sharing is, is super helpful. So thank you for that part of it. And also thank you for coming on this show. I love it. I mean, what time is it in Mumbai right now? It is about 10 o'clock yeah. In the evening. Yes. Yeah, so, th- yes, thank you. Thank you for taking the time to share. I'm, I'm excited to have our listeners hear your story and, and check out your blog and know that you still have a lot of journey ahead of you. I, I can't <laughs> wait to hear where it takes you.
2: We, we also can't wait. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. as you said, if people are interested, they can follow us on our website, BikingForBiodiversity.org or just Instagram and Facebook at BikingForBiodiversity and uh, see what we're up to.
0: We're going to put all those links in the show notes because you know that people that listen to the show, they're going to be like, Hannah and Jonas, I want to find them now. That's super interesting. It is super interesting what you're doing and it is commendable. And yeah, great. Thank you for being with us today.
2: Thank you very much for having us.
0: Yeah, thank you. And listeners, make sure you check out those links. We will put them all in the show notes and follow along because I have a feeling that Hannah and Jonas are going to continue to have really great stories to share with us along their way. And if you loved the show, make sure that you share it because sharing is caring and that's how we spread the word and grow together. And so thank you again, Hannah and Jonas. We appreciate you.
2: Thank you very much for having us.
0: We will be back again soon. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed making it. Wherever you are listening, please leave us a rating and a review, as it helps us reach more cyclists and hosts around the world. Visit us at warmshowers.org to become a part of our community, or on Instagram at warmshowers underscore org. If you would like to be a guest on the show or submit a question, please make sure to email us at podcast at warm